I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. The effects of narcissistic control, especially covert narcissistic control, are incredibly subtle and extremely gradual. Little by little, without even realizing it, you fall into the orbit of someone else's preferences, desires, moods, and wishes. In other words, within their control. Until one day you wake up and realize that you have altogether forgotten who you are and what you might have even wanted in life to begin with. Dr. Craig Malkin said part of this, and I added some of my own words to it. Dr. Malkin is an expert in the field, and one of his most known books is called Rethinking Narcissism. If you haven't read that, you really should go take a look. But these words really hold true, and I want to explore them here today. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I have to say, I am uh, you know, sorry for being a little bit late today on getting this podcast out. I usually have it out much earlier in the day. It's just simply been a really very full weekend for me. Now, before we dive in, my next round of group coaching begins on October 11th, and it runs for six weeks. Beginning on that day, which is a Tuesday, I'm offering a morning session, 9 to 11 Central Standard Time, and an afternoon session, 12 to 2 Central Standard Time, both of these sessions will fill up. So don't miss this opportunity to grab your spot in the group. You can reserve your spot through my website at www.covertnarcissism.com. I also have a Saturday morning group, but that one won't begin until October 22nd. The topics we cover, they include the covert narcissism checklist and how it applies to your specific situation, tools for beginning your personal journey of healing, uh, common traits in the victims of covert narcissistic abuse. These We dive into codependency and the codependent traits, which I firmly believe are built on the good traits in us that got abused. Setting boundaries for yourself because your abuser will never honor any boundaries you set for them, so you set them for yourself. The narcissism spectrum, trauma bonding, and how to break free, finding yourself again, getting out of that narcissistic fog. These are the topics we talk about in this group. Again, go to covertnarcissism.com for more information and to purchase your spot in the group. I do want you to know that covert narcissism does not show up on your credit cards or your PayPal links. The transactions all run through my other website which is CNG Life Coaching. That's CNG, the letters for Covert Narcissism Group, but CNG Life Coaching. All of my billing comes through that. Now, let's go back to these words I said earlier. The effects of narcissistic control, especially covert narcissistic control, are incredibly subtle and extremely gradual. Little by little, without you even realizing it, you fall into the orbit of someone else's 
preferences, desires, moods, and wishes. In other words, you fall within their control until one day you wake up and realize that you have altogether forgotten who you are and what you might have wanted in life to begin with. Let's talk about this gradual abuse. It slowly erases you, the victim. Now, I want to start by comparing this to a person who's living in physical pain, daily physical pain. And maybe this is a person who is normally a very happy person, socially active, eager to do things with others. Maybe it's a person who has a high patience level, kind of laid back, non-reactive. Maybe it's a highly compassionate person who's quick to do things for other people. Or a person who laughs a lot, you know, smiles often, looks for the good in life. A person you go, wow, they are truly enjoying life. Now, if this person begins to live in daily physical pain, they will become someone that they are not, and they may not even realize it. These positive traits in their life, they just slowly fade away, especially this is where I'm talking about gradual pain, pain that is building gradually over time. And their smile is gone, or at least it becomes tainted, like it's fake and, and easily seen through by those that know them. You kind of see through the pain or through the smile and know that they're in pain. They might start isolating themselves and begin to kind of suffer alone in, in silence. Their patience level's gone. They might become surprisingly reactive. They simply don't seem to enjoy life anymore. And it's very understandable and hopefully short-lived. Daily pain wears you down and it slowly and gradually erases you. Think of a time in your life where maybe you have dealt with, you know, daily physical pain, an injury, a broken bone, maybe you threw your back out, migraine headaches, maybe you had surgery, you're in recovery. You know, these are the kind of things that I'm, that I'm talking about. I'm actually dealing with some of this right now in my own life. I have both endometriosis and adenomyosis. And, and these have been a part of my life for over 30 years now. And both of these are incredibly painful, but it didn't start that way. Um, it's not been bad, actually, for most of the time, and it's been kept under control. Uh, sure, my pain level would le elevate at times, but for the most part, it's been very manageable and has not interfered with my life. But in the last year, this has really, truly changed. We have now reached a whole other level of pain. And um, it's, it's daily, or at least almost daily, and it's greatly interfering with my regular life. I do get a break in the pain every now and then, but not for more than a day or two. Well, it's wearing me down. I find myself not wanting to do things where normally I've always been kind of all in on things. I love to go hiking, swimming, working out, hanging out with friends going to birthday parties, eating food, you know, with others, getting together with people, doing cookouts, simply enjoying life. That's me. However, more and more, I find that love of life is a little stifled right now. I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like going out. I don't feel like doing things with my friends. And I certainly don't have an appetite. Due to this pain, I'm finding that I am isolating some. And it's understandable under the circumstances. Now, fortunately for me, this can be corrected. I'm actually having surgery in about a week and a half to take care of this. Um, I do know that my love for life and my love for others is just simply waiting to quickly return. Now, let's change this physical pain to an emotional pain. Your heart is what is injured. It's still an injury. And in fact, it's a very significant one. This pain will absolutely rob you of life. I have people tell me all the time, I'm just not myself anymore. I used to be such a happy person enjoying life, 
I was confident with others, secure in who I am. And I, I used to just love life. And now I don't. Not now. I don't do anything with my friends anymore. I don't smile much. I don't take joy in much. I certainly don't laugh a lot. I get snappy with my kids. I seem to just have no patience left with them. I've forgotten how to enjoy life. What's wrong with me? Well, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. Well, there's something wrong with me physically. Okay, let me change that. There's nothing wrong with me as an individual right now that because of the physical pain I'm in is causing me to, to kind of change a little bit and change with my reactions and, and my love for life and all of this. What's wrong is the physical pain. So you living in this emotionally abusive environment, what's wrong is the emotional pain. There's nothing wrong with you. You're reacting in a very normal way to a bad situation. And of course, you don't recognize yourself anymore. It's like you're living life on the edge of a cliff, always afraid of falling, always feeling unsafe. If you haven't, if you haven't heard my episode on brinkmanship, go back and listen to that. You're living on the edge of a cliff with this person trying to push you over and pull you back at the same time. The emotional pain you are experiencing is real. The pain of being invalidated over and over. The pain of being told that you are wrong on a daily basis. The pain of not being allowed to be you, to enjoy life, to relax in life, to trust your loved one even inside of your own home. You can't trust them to even be kind to you, to be understanding, to be on your side. No, they're actually actively working against you. And this really hurts. This is daily pain. So of course it changes you. Now you have outburst of yelling because the tension is built so high inside of you. Now you have an anxiety level maybe that's off the charts. You've lost your love for life because you're simply surviving every day, trying to make the most of it. But you lose your interest. You lose your desire to spend time with your friends or to work on your own hobbies. Things you used to love, you just don't care about anymore. Maybe you get short with your kids, finding yourself to be quick to anger. You lose your own character. You're becoming angry and reactive. I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with you. This is happening because you are hurting. Let me ask you, if you were battling cancer and living in daily pain, would you question what is wrong with you? I mean, you know what's wrong with you. You have cancer. You are in pain. That is what is wrong with you. But would you ask, well, what did I do that brought all this on? Or would you wonder if this is all your fault? Would you just smile through the pain and push through and enduring all of it alone with no help, no self-care, no self-compassion? Would you just say, well, this is my burden to bear and no one else would understand? Or would you lean on others and let those close to you help you as a victim of cancer? Would you join support groups for cancer victims? Would you allow yourself the space to be afraid, insecure, in need of help? Would you give yourself more care than you're doing right now with the emotional pain that you are living? Accept that you are experiencing significant emotional pain from deep emotional injuries. What is wrong with you? Just like what is wrong with you would be, my answer is because you have cancer and you're in pain. What is wrong with you is because you are being hurt and you have pain. Give yourself the love and care that you would if you were battling cancer. 
I recently read a meme. I just want to share it here real quick. It said, true self-care is not salt baths and chocolate cake. It's making the choice to build a life that you do not need to escape from. Let that sink in a little bit. When you are with a covert narcissist, the effects of this type of abuse are so subtle and so gradual. It's like a cancer that builds ever so slowly. Let's go back to the analogy of this pain I'm having in my side. This pain did not come on all at once. It's been ever so gradual over 30 years, slowly, little by little, building to an unbearable amount of pain right now that will drop me to my knees on a regular basis. If it had not been so gradual, things certainly would have looked quite differently. If I was in no pain and had no awareness of any issue in my side, zero on that pain scale, and then one day all of a sudden my pain level jumped to where it is right now, I would have gone straight to the ER. I would have thought I was dying. Something is really wrong here, and I would have been seeking help immediately. Surgery right now would probably be an emergency surgery. But this pain started ever so small. In fact, it seemed like normal cramping. This is a normal part of life, something I simply need to learn to endure and learn to deal with. Then gradually, ever so gradually, it got worse. I didn't even notice. Why? Because this was a familiar pain. Let that sink in. It's a familiar pain. So when it comes, I just go, oh, I remember this pain. I know what it's like. It'll settle back down. It will pass. I might notice at some point that maybe it's a bit uh, stronger or maybe it lasts a few days longer, but that's okay. It's a familiar pain. And so it's not alarming. The alarm bells don't go off. Well, compare this to a marriage. You know, I'm going to look at my marriage. If I went from not knowing him, having no idea of him, who he was, he was not a part of my life, and not having any of this type of treatment in my life, zero back on that scale, that pain scale, to all of a sudden being treated like I was near the end of my marriage by someone that maybe was new in my life, I would have run for the hills. There is no way I would have stayed, and I certainly would not have built a relationship and a life with this person. My alarm bells would have gone off, but they weren't going off because this was familiar pain and not alarming. My point is the power of gradual pain. It's an incredible power. With gradual pain, we calmly endure this initial amount of pain. It seems so incredibly small and insignificant. And as this pain continues to repeat itself, we identify it as a familiar pain. Oh, I know this pain. That's okay. I can manage it. It'll settle back down. And as the pain continues, it ever so slowly gets worse. But we don't even realize it. It's familiar to us. This is nothing new. Maybe the pain gets slightly stronger. Maybe it lasts a little longer. But as we go along, the other thing that happens is our pain tolerance grows, especially to familiar pain. Some people can relate this to the gradually increasing back pain. Maybe you're, you know, your back is hurting and kind of, okay, you deal with it, you live with it, you adjust, you get used to it, it's familiar pain. And then all of a sudden one day you've got a bulging disc that has dropped you to the floor. 
Maybe it's your familiar pain is knee pain or headache pain. Gradual pain is so much easier to ignore, overlook, endure, and excuse. This is one of the dangers of covert narcissistic abuse. It is so incredibly gradual. We overlook it for years, ignoring it, enduring it, making excuses for it, and we believe our own words. I truly realized the significance of this the other day. I have been approved for surgery, and I've been waiting for a call from the scheduling center to get a surgery date, and I've been waiting for a couple of weeks. And I hit one of those phases. This was about two weeks ago. I hit one of those phases of no pain for a few days. Okay, great. I felt good. It, it was so refreshing and to, to not be living in daily pain. And to one of my really good friends, I actually made the comment, well, if they call now while I'm not hurting, maybe I should tell them, let's wait and see how it goes. Well, she fussed at me. She said, no, what are you thinking? You schedule the surgery. This pain has been going on for long enough and it will return. How fitting, how fitting in the relationships that we're all in. Just because I'm not hurting for a couple of days does not mean that I don't need the surgery or that I shouldn't schedule this surgery. Sure enough, they called while I was not hurting. I scheduled the surgery and by the next day, the pain level had returned to a very high level and it validated that this actually does need to happen. Just because you get a few calm days a few days where the pain has a chance to settle down does not mean that you don't need help. It does not mean that you don't need to take care of yourself. This power of gradual pain has caused you to begin to live in a way that is totally unacceptable. You are putting up with a lot of mistreatment that is wrong. You have been programmed to think it is okay because it was gradual. The familiarness of it the familiarness of the way you were treated, the way that it started so small, blocks your own recognition of how bad this really is. And it causes you to overlook your own pain and suffering for years and even decades. I hope this analogy helps you to see this in a new light. If even one person can get their eyes open through these words, then the journey that I am on will make a little more sense. The effort I put into all of this will be a little more worth it. It is my mission to help our world one person at a time. Spread this word, spread it out to others, share this podcast, get this out and into people's hands. Please come join my group coaching session if you are in need. I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching and you can find that at cnglifecoaching.com. That's CNG as in Covert Narcissism Group. CNG Life Coaching. If you need to know another word for this, what the CNG stands for, it's community and grace. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.